1: We're back with On Second Thought from GBB. I'm Virginia Prescott. One hundred years ago, Americans were adjusting to life after a destabilizing world war. The Spanish flu decimated communities. Fears of Bolshevik-style communism ran rampant. And hundreds of thousands of returning veterans were competing for jobs and housing, including African-Americans, confident that fighting abroad earned them the right to freedom at home. Throughout the summer of 1919, the war between nations gave way to a war between races. Races. Mobs targeted and lynched black Americans. Racist riots erupted in Houston, Chicago, Washington, D.C., and dozens of other cities and towns. Hundreds of people were killed. Civil rights activist James Weldon Johnson dubbed it the Red Summer, something not taught in a lot of classrooms. Well, it is part of the curriculum for Ursula Wolf Roca, The high school history teacher covered the Red Summer of 1919 for Teen Vogue's OG History Series. And she's on the line from Portland, Oregon to fill us in. Hello, Ursula.
0: Hi, how are you?
1: All right. But You know, this was something I had not learned about. I just gave a little bit of a summary, but can you fill out that picture of how things had changed for African-Americans in the summer of 1919?
0: So there are, you know, a number of factors that are sort of driving the violence of Red Summer at a, at, um, you know, why 1919, why this moment? Uh, The factors that get cited, sort of most often in among the historiography on Red Summer, are that it's happening during the Great Migration, so African Americans moving away from, you know, the apartheid system of the South to um, to places in the North that are less oppressive. or differently oppressive, and that's changing the racial demographics of the country. Um, Some of the riots that we see seem to be directly tied to labor competition in these um, new urban settings or sometimes rural. So um, you have the riot in Chicago seems deeply impacted by what's going on with labor there. Um, And then you have these hundreds of thousands of African-American servicemen, veterans who are returning from war. And they are publicly wearing their uniforms and simultaneously demanding first class citizenship. Mm. And the symbol of the black soldier in uniform in public spaces becomes again and again sort of a theme of um, violence in the, in, during Red Summer, which to me is a very powerful sort of symbol of what's really going on. Uh, in red summer
1: meaning that 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 somebody who's wearing a uniform of the United States army as a black american is somehow a different kind of affront to those who held racist views
0: yeah i think an assertion of agency in a public space and then what's not there but is implied is that these men were armed.
1: <laughs> right. They
0: were armed and they were defending the United States and I think the unspoken piece is that they may arm themselves again and defend themselves again.
1: So the, the, and this is also significant because during these the violence that erupted here Black Americans fought back. How does that how is that different from what had happened historically?
0: You know, I would argue that again and again and again, uh, we are looking at history books and um, sort of modern, popular, uh, historical interpretations where... Um, for example, black agency is largely written out of the fight against slavery itself or against um, or during the, the era of Reconstruction in which, again, African-Americans were arming themselves um, to defend themselves ab- against white attempts to undo the, reform- the Reconstruction reforms. Um, or even in the 20th century civil rights movement, where there is a uh, sense that It was only the Black Panthers and Malcolm X who were who were advocating armed self-defense when, in fact, there were people in the South who were guarding the meetings of organizations like CORE and SNCC, which were, yes, nonviolent, but they needed a place to meet. And so there would be armed guards um, standing outside those meeting places. Now, of course, the media... Uh, characterized, the white media at the time characterized those uh, acts of armed self-defense as black violence. Um, But seems very clear that that's not what was going on.
1: Well, let's talk about some of these flashpoints. We have martial law declared in Charleston, South Carolina, in Bisbee, Arizona, an all-black 10th US Cavalry, no the Buffalo Soldiers that we think of, were attacked. In Norfolk, Virginia, a white mob attacked a homecoming celebration for black soldiers. Absolutely. And, and the most violent flashpoint, Chicago. What set things off there?
0: First of all, I just have to plug Eve Ewing's new book of poetry called 1919. Uh, If you're not familiar with Eve Ewing, she's a sociologist and poet, um, and she's from Chicago and writes about Chicago. And she just published a a book of poems called 1919, which is a full-length sort of exposition of what happens in Chicago. Chicago is uh, just, to me, such the, the beginning of the story is, tells is the most important part of the story. Um, it starts with uh, some um, children who are, some African American children who are playing on a raft in Lake Michigan on a super, super hot day. Um, and the raft uh, kind of floats over into the white section of Lake Michigan. Now, this is Chicago. This is the north. There is not de jure segregation, theoretically, in the north. But of course, there is by custom a white section of Lake Michigan and a black section of Lake Michigan. So some white folks on the beach start throwing rocks at these boys for having floated into the white section of the water. One of the rocks kills um, a child. His name's Eugene Williams, and he uh, either gets hit in the head, which kills him, or he gets knocked unconscious and then drowns. It's a little unclear what happens, but he dies as a consequence of this. And um, and African Americans organize themselves and demand that the police arrest the man who has thrown this rock and killed this boy. Um, the police officer refuses to arrest the white man and, in fact, arrests a black man. Um, and African Americans c- continue to organize and continue to demand um, that there be some sort of justice for this. Mm-hmm. Um, that organizing results in then a counter organizing by white mobs, um, and then days and days of violence uh, is then set off
1: from there so this begins begins on July 27th I I see accounts here lasted about 13 days two weeks white mobs led by ethnic Irish now this is an important dynamic here a lot of these this mob violence as far as I know I haven't looked as deeply as you appears to be that it's oftentimes ethnic whites new Americans immigrants first-generation Americans what's what's going on here (laughs)
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I mean, I think what happens, you know, the United States that one gets assimilated into really depends on uh, your background and your racial identity. So I think that white ethnic uh, immigrants end up in the history of the 20th century anyway, end up assimilating into white supremacy. Um, and so I think there's a clear sense that um There's competition for labor. There's competition for housing. And uh, I think that there are, as others have said, there are wages to whiteness. That is, that there is a benefit to these white ethnics to adopt white supremacy, um, whether that's conscious or unconscious.
1: My guest is Ursula Wolf Roca. She's a high school history teacher, and she wrote for Teen Vogue about the Red Summer of 1919. We're reflecting on some of these events that took place after World War One, and also getting schooled a little by Ms. Wolf Roca about how we think about history and how we tell this story. A couple things at play here: you mentioned the tensions for housing. Now, this is the Progressive Era where unionization is a new thing, and oftentimes. African American people were hired as strikebreakers. So, Absolutely. adding to this whole tension. But you also mentioned the police in Chicago refused to arrest the attackers. Where were the police in, in law enforcement in general in these riots?
0: So, there are very few cases in which uh, the police or law enforcement, uh, local police or law enforcement, uh, diffuse the situation. And in fact, since you're in Georgia, you know, the very first incident of Red Summer, which takes place on April 13th, is is an incident in Georgia. This is in Jenkins deeply, County. Yes, that deeply involves law enforcement.
1: What, what there. happened there?
0: Well, what happened there is uh, that there was a black church, um, the Carswell Grove Baptist Church, was having a big celebratory event. Uh, I think it was an anniversary of some sort. And they were having music and a cookout and speakers, and it was drawing uh, close to 3,000 African Americans were going to come visit and, and attend this event. Um, and one of the wealthiest black landowners in Georgia, his name was Joe Ruffin, was going to be the marshal for the event. Um, he was on his way to the church and driving his car. He was a wealthy landowner, so yes, he has a car, and he's driving his car to the event. Um, and he gets stopped in a traffic jam, and he's which is you know partly because so many people are convening on this church, um, but he gets. Uh, another car pulls up beside him. It has a sheriff from Jenkins County, a police officer from another county, and a friend of Ruffin's who has been picked up on by the police on you know trumped up charges. Um, Ruffin has a lot of stature in the county, um, and he tries to use that stature to bail out his friend on the spot who really should not have been picked up in the first place. Um, the officers won't allow it. Violence ensues. Uh, six people are killed, four of them black, two of them white. Um, and the, this event is often uh, pointed to, to sort of as the kickoff of Red Summer um, because it sort of has all the emblems of the riots that occur later. That is to say, there was a lot of violence in Georgia. I mean, Georgia had, I think, the highest number of lynchings that year. Uh, the year before 1918 of anywhere in the United States. So what makes this event different? Well, uh, first there's these symbols of black success and achievement that are always a part of Red Summer. Mm-hmm. He's so you're driving this... a
1: car, he's got he owns land, having a big party.
0: Exactly. And that this church is is hosting the largest event perhaps ever in East Georgia. Right, You've got this, this incredibly successful social institution um, that is sort of, from a white supremacist perspective, is flaunting its success by holding this event in the first place. Um, second, you've got law enforcement that are intervening to disrupt Black life. Third, there's white Uh, white mob violence so after word gets out that there's been this conflict between the police and joe ruffin uh whites organize themselves and descend on the house of john ruffin and and lynch two of his sons and another white person another african-american who was there
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um and then finally there is black self-defense in this story because ruffin's sons one of his sons actually kills one of the police officers, um, does not just accept the victimization of his father, but actually takes action and, re- and responds.
1: Well, I think that one of the other points you are illuminating for us is Throughout this year, throughout this summer, it's happening in Omaha, Nebraska, as you mentioned, you know, Chicago, northern cities. This is not contained to the south. You know, Lake Michigan was a segregated, it had a segregated beach for all intents and purposes.
0: Absolutely. So,
1: you know, during this time, federal troops were called in by President Wilson, uh, President Wilson has his own spotty history with racism. But I'm wondering about the aftermath. Like, when did when did this frenzy going from city to city draw to a close? And what happened?
0: Yeah. So that's a great question. I'm sort of more interested in uh, looking at and what I'm trying to get my students to see are sort of the through lines. And so I would argue that... Um, for example, the um, Tulsa massacre, which happens just two years later, is part of Red Summer. Um, and so I would say that it, in fact, does not stop. So it is true that there's this you know, incredible rash of activity um, that happens during 1919, but as with a disease right that is systemic but sometimes manifests itself in certain symptoms um, showing up at one time versus another that's sort of how i think about red summer it was a moment where the external symptoms became really really clear that there was some underlying systematic problem um, and if you kind of look piece together um, all of those moments of eruption uh, it it does, to me, argue for much more of a through line um, than than some sort of exceptional moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are real successes that I think, uh, again, get underplayed uh, that are the that should be credited to African-American activists. So, for example, after the um, Elaine case um, in Elaine, Arkansas, Elaine, Arkansas yep. yeah, there's this hundreds huge of people killed set of court cases that um, are basically spearheaded by the NAACP trying to argue for uh, trying to defend the African-Americans who have been indicted following this episode of racial violence. So this is, again, a theme where the very people who are the victims of the violence are the ones that get indicted for being responsible for it. and there were some real successes that came out of the NAACP legal fights. Um, and that NAACP activism around the Elaine case can be directly tied to future NAACP activism that we will see in what's you know formally thought of as the civil rights movement a couple of decades later.
1: Ursula Wolf Roca, thank you very much for speaking with us.
0: Thank you very much for having me.
1: Ursula Wolf Roca is a high school history teacher. She wrote about the Red Summer of 1919 for Teen Vogue's OG History column. We'll post a link to her column about the Red Summer of 1919 at our website, gpbnews.org, and leave you with Betsy Smith's Jailhouse Blues, a hit in 1919.